Mobile Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. I'm Doug Krisner in New York. This is Bloomberg Markets at 17 past the hour. Let's get you caught up on uh, market action. Consumer stocks benefiting from those surprisingly robust earnings over at Nike. This came out last night after the bell. Uh, earnings above forecast. Projections going uh, forward look pretty solid as well. And at the same time, Nike announced a deal with Amazon.com to sell sneakers on Amazon's website. So we have Nike shares helping to lead the Dow higher by uh, four-tenths of one percent. By the way, Nike is up 10 percent right now. Over in the broader market, we have relative strength among industrials along with utility shares leading the S&P up about four-tenths of one percent. Energy stocks, too, they are following the price of crude oil higher. WTI in New York up more than 2 percent. We're trading 45.91. Now, the market this week has really benefited from word of a drop in gasoline stockpiles. You know, for the week, WTI is up more than 5 percent. Overall, given the holiday, uh, light trading. Right now, we have uh, in the bond market, the U.S. 10-year Treasury backing up in yield by about uh, two basis points. We're trading 228 on the 10-year spot. Gold is at 1241.80 the ounce, down about three-tenths of one percent on the day. You're caught up on markets. Let's get back to Carol and Corey. All right, Doug Krisner, thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, along with Corey Johnson, and this is Bloomberg Radio. Warren Buffett's bet on the banks has turned out to be a fantastic one with really big gains uh, to Berkshire Hathaway with a look at the, how those uh, investments have fared. Is our own uh, Nora, Noah Buhair, as he said in English. Noah's got the, one of my favorite jobs, Carol, at all of Bloomberg because he gets to cover uh, Berkshire Buffett. Hathaway and Warren Buffett. He's on the Buffett beat. He's on the Buffett beat, joining us from Seattle. Uh, and uh, uh, Noah, this, these bank uh, investments that uh, Buffett made, tell us about when he made them uh, first off before we start to talk about some of these uh uh, returns. Yeah, so the the Bank of America investment, uh, he made it uh, back, uh, it was announced back in August of 2011. Uh, so a couple years after the financial crisis, but Bank of America was still struggling with uh, a lot of the fallout from the financial crisis. There were legal settlements and, and, and investors were very worried about uh, the bank's capital. And, and, and Buffett came in and uh, said he'd put $5 billion into the bank. It was a, a real confidence booster. And um, but in return, he 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 got a very uh, attractive deal. Um, he got uh, preferred shares, which uh, paid about three hundred or paid exactly three hundred million annually in dividends. And um, the real kicker were these warrants he got to buy seven hundred million Bank of America shares at a discount, um, seven fourteen a piece, uh, which Bank of America. Since then, has is tripled. So he, he's he's made quite a bit. He's done this before. Yes, yes. So this, you know, when when he made the Bank of America uh, investment, uh, a lot of people pointed back to uh, what he did during the financial crisis. Uh, he he put uh, five billion into Goldman Sachs and another three billion into General Electric. Uh, those similarly had um, attractive term, uh, terms for Berkshire. And to be sure, uh, Bank of America shares at the time were trading near five bucks a share when he got in. So it wasn't like it was, you know, the warrants, you know, seven bucks didn't look like a steal then. Now the stock's at 24, it does. 
Right, right. So you know, it's 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 always it's always the interesting thing uh, with Buffett is you know he has a long term time horizon, and uh, because of that, um, and because of who he is, and, and and the weight that his name carries in markets, uh, he 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 does these deals that you know over the long haul uh, can turn out quite fantastically for his shareholders. It's, it is interesting, uh, and I guess we'll have to wait to see if he does anything else in terms of his allocation, because he's now what Bank of America's biggest shareholder, or Berkshire Hathaway will be. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, that is an open question. He's still below the the ten percent ten percent threshold, which is which is really important with banks. Uh, if he if he gets over ten percent, then there's a whole regulatory process with with respect to the Fed, where um, need to get approval because uh, he, he doesn't want Berkshire Hathaway to be regulated as a bank holding company. Mm-hmm. He just went through this whole um, situation with Wells Fargo, another one of his big bank holdings. He, he because of buybacks, actually ended up over 10% of uh, over a 10% holder in Wells, and um, ended up having to sell a couple of his shares so he he could avoid that that extra layer of regulation on his firm. Uh, bank of America is going to be somewhere around 7%, so he's, he's got some room to run there. What's his percentage return on this, these investments up to this point? Big. Have you done the math? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it depends on how you want to calculate it. There's uh, because there are a couple of moving pieces. There are the the dividends he received on the preferred investment, which are north of one one and a half billion dollars, uh, and then there's the the twelve billion in mm-hmm. paper gains that he has or he's going to have uh, on, just on B of A. Just on B of A. Those yes. And that's on a $5 billion initial investment. That is, I want to say remarkable, but, you know, when you were talking Warren Buffett, I feel like it's not so remarkable. I mean, no, I, thinks, would, I think Warren Buffett will be sitting things. here saying a, a, a 250 percent, 240% return on his investment over, over five years yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, and the, the important thing to to note with the with the warrants and the con, that, that $12 billion number is is he hasn't, he hasn't realized those gains. So that's right. that's pre-tax, and, you know, he, his, he, he tends to like, to hold on to these shares for a long time, so he can defer those taxes for a long time, and and maybe that will, you know, that that uh, increase or that gain will will compound over time, and he'll make even more money. No, and why to be it? sure. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, what I was going to say is he made this investment the same time he made the, the, the investment in IBM, which turned out to be a lousy one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he would he would be the first to admit that he doesn't get them all right. Um, but uh, over time, the the argument he's made to shareholders is, is is that his batting average is is good, and 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 you know, occasionally he he really hits the ball out of the park. I feel like there's a lot going on in Buffett world right now in terms of some of the investments he's just made uh, in the Canadian company and mm-hmm. others. Uh, Noah, they're putting money to work. Yeah, um, Home Capital Group, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, so, it, so it, to that, I mean. Exactly, Carol. I mean, no, his this investment in the home capital has the same sort of a sheen about it in that he's taking a distressed position, but he's right. but a position the other investors can't possibly get. He is a valued yeah. guy, Noah. Yeah, I mean that's but that's part of the franchise that Buffett has built up over the years. He's a financial firefighter, and I think what we saw with home capital in Canada is that he stepped in and his his name boosted confidence in that in that company. And you know, in exchange for that, he he gets terms that other investors don't uh, don't get. But it's a thoughtful and smart lifeline. He doesn't just throw them randomly. That's for sure, Noah. 
sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that's, that's how he's become one of the richest people out there. It's pretty remarkable. Uh, Noah Buhire, thanks for uh, talking to us about this story. Reporter at Bloomberg News from our bureau in Seattle. Check out his story about Warren Buffett. It is among the most read stories on the Bloomberg Terminal. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson, this is Bloomberg. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, indeed, everybody. Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master along with Corey Johnson. I don't know if you've been playing with this on our website. I have. Uh, it has to do with the future of... The, like, the, the future according to Elon Musk. Let me put it that way. And all yeah. these businesses, yeah. Have you seen the uh, fake Elon Musk uh, Twitter No, no. Account? Why are you going there when we it's have something? It's even better. No, this is it's much better. It's almost as good. No. It's almost as good. Our thing is the best, I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll right. talk about that. But first. <laughs> yes, we will. Let's, let's get some World and National News headlines with Bloomberg News anchor uh, Nancy Lyons in the one Studios in Washington, D.C. No, it's Doug. What is Doug? Of course it's Doug. I'd like to know the future of the Hyperloop as long as you're talking about Elon Musk. (laughs) The boring company. From L.A. to San Francisco in 35 He's going to make a hole also through the ground. Yeah, what's not to like about that? Well, I can make my own holes. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Right now, Dow Industrial Average uh, higher by about uh, one half of 1%. Last day of the second quarter, we've got kind of a bit of positivity from uh, the consumer uh, discretionary sector, thanks to uh, positive uh, results last night from Nike. The stock is up about 12, uh, checked at about 11% right now. Company reported earnings above estimates, also was optimistic on uh, the future going forward. And it announced a deal with Amazon.com to sell sneakers on Amazon's uh, website. Broader market has the S&P 500 up by about uh, four-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ composite better by about three-tenths of 1%. Long-term interest rates backing up just a bit right now. U.S. 10-year Treasury as at 2 28. Time now for uh, some of the numbers from the floor of the uh, New York Mercantile Exchange, the NYMEX, brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real, USCFinvestments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. WTI crude oil right now picking up just about 2.5%. We are above $46 a barrel. Uh, the market continuing to benefit from word of a drop in gasoline stockpiles. And for the week, it looks like New York crude is on track to pick up about 6%. Although for the year, we are down about 14%, I do believe. Long-term interest rates uh, backing up, and that is certainly benefiting the dollar. Bloomberg dollar spot index right now higher by two-tenths of 1%. Let's get back to Bloomberg markets now. Carol and Corey. Thank you very much, Doug. You listen to Bloomberg markets. Yeah, I think you could say that uh, Elon Musk is a new world man, that's for sure. He has got his hands into so many different pots, uh, from cars to rockets to batteries to solar. Uh, Tom Randall is... uh, He's got a task. He's uh, tracking what Elon Musk is up to. He's our deputy sustainability editor at Bloomberg News in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. And uh, in this week's Bloomberg Business Week and also at the website, you can uh, take a look at the future according to Elon Musk. Tom, nice to have you here. Hey, nice to be here. 
Tell me about uh, what you guys are doing on the website because it's really interactive and it's fun to kind of kick around. Yeah. So, I mean, Elon Musk is a very difficult person to track. So, uh, and that's not just because he has his hands in so many different sorts of businesses, which is definitely part of it, but also just the way he communicates things like goals for his companies. He does through Twitter or, you know, through an interview in Dubai or, uh, you know, an AMA on Reddit. So so what we decided to do is sit down and track as many of his kind of predictions and goals for his various companies uh, as we could find and track how he does it with those over time. And also just to create kind of a place where you can kind of see an Elon Musk calendar, what all he's got going on at any given time. So how do you deal with the, the you know, the updates and his predictions? Because, you know, He'll miss a deadline, or he'll just he'll, he'll classic example the Model Three. He's pushed the deadline out three or four times. Uh, how do you how do you track that kind of stuff? Uh, actually, the Model Three he is he's actually stuck to schedule pretty well on the Model Three. He put he pushed the Model X back quite a few times, but the Model Three he's been on pretty good on target. So uh, basically, like we set the original date from when he may, first makes a prediction about when he'll come out with a new vehicle or a new rocket or what have you. On that day, we'll we'll set his prediction for the future, and then every time that he either gives an update about when that thing will be coming out, or if he misses it, we just we just keep tracking it until we this, can close it out. This could be a full-time job. <laughs> well, I follow him pretty closely, so, you know, I'm kind of keeping track of these things anyway. It's just... Why, why do you think it's important to do this? I, you know, I think there's a number of different things. I think, for, for one thing, I think it's important to kind of hold a company, a CEO, accountable. I, and, I, you know, Elon Musk is pushing a schedule that's unlike any other businesses or, or human schedule, really, and what he's trying to accomplish. Um, but at the same time, like, he is in charge of a near $60 billion company at this point. And, and there is – you do need to hold them accountable to promises that do affect shareholders and that do invite, uh, affect buyers of his products. Um, but in addition to that, I think it's very important to kind of show the progress of of what he is accomplishing. And when you look at these things, I mean, I think the, the biggest feedback that I've had from people who have looked at this is is two things. One, they say, wow, this is a guy who really makes a lot of crazy predictions about the future, you know. And, and two is, wow, he is really accomplishing a lot of crazy things that, that nobody believed that could actually happen. So I, I think both of those things come across as you look through both his accomplishments and what he's still got to come. Um, one of the criticisms of him quite often is that he'll come up with crazy predictions just as he's failing in, in, in one or pushing one back or having issues. And that that, that uh, and do, do you sort of do you track them on like a, like a Gantt chart where you can sort of see the overlapping issues as they as they as they're happening in real time as opposed to as if they're separate businesses, which are you know they're not always that. Sure, we have three different views on the product, so you can kind of see like his latest changes. You can see uh, you know just a general timeline and. You're referring to things on our new website or, or your really fascinating graphic thing. Yeah. And, and then one of the views is it, it combines all of the different companies, and so it shows you exactly where what, what all is happening at the same time. And I think if you look at all of the things that he has going on at any given time, it may seem like that. It may seem like he's, you know, distracting with a new goal. Um, but in fact, he's just got so many different projects going on simultaneously that, you know, he may make a, an announcement for SpaceX. And that's, you know, if you're following SpaceX, that seems like a normal announcement. But if you're following Tesla, that seems like, whoa, that came out of the blue. And well, those, are, and those are the two that we, we spend a lot of time on. We spend a lot of time on Tesla. We spend a lot of time on SpaceX. But you've also got the boring company mm-hmm. for those who might not 
who might not be familiar with that, where he's really kind of boring a hole uh, out there on the West Coast. Uh, this all has to do with him sitting in traffic one day. Yeah, well, I, I I really have a hard time, like, trying to figure out what is going on with the boring company. You know, when it first came out, I just thought it was ridiculous. I think everybody did. And it just seemed like this kind of silly, playful thing that he was doing. Maybe, Corey, you interpreted it as a distraction from something else. I don't know. Uh, but the... As time has gone on, I mean, it, it is kind of a hobby, and he has said as much, and he, he says he only has a few full-time employees working on it and some interns and such. But if you look at he just had a tweet today. He has built the – he's dug a hole, and he's dug the first section of their of their tunnel, and it's impressive. And now they're, they've built the structure for the elevator that will carry your car down into this hole. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing that it is progressing forward. I wish Even if it is a hobby. This. I'd, love to, I'd love to push back on some of your deadlines. And then there's, but yes. and then there's <laughs> Neuralink, where he's looking to kind of help repair problems with the brain. Yeah. Initially, he's targeting medical devices where he can fix you know problems for people who have strokes and that sort of thing. And eventually, he wants to link people's brains to artificial intelligence and computers. Well, we'll have more conversations because we know you're going to continue to track this. Yes, um, please. Lovely you know stuff. Skeptic. Great stuff. <laughs> I know. It's good to be skeptical, but good to also see uh, what he has achieved so far. Tom Randall, Deputy Sustainability Editor at Bloomberg News in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Susan Lancey Lyons right now, finally, with World the National News headlines from our 991 studios in D.C. Thanks, Corey. President Donald Trump says the era of strategic patience with the North Korean regime has failed. He spoke in the Rose Garden with South Korean President Moon Jae-in. Together we are facing the threat of the reckless and brutal regime in North Korea. The nuclear and ballistic missile programs of that regime require a determined Response. Trump also says he plans to renegotiate a trade deal with South Korea. Well, parts of President Trump's travel ban are now in effect. The executive order blocks travelers from six mostly Muslim countries from coming into the U.S. unless they have a close family or business tie here. Hawaii has filed an emergency motion asking a federal judge to clarify what family relationships qualify for the exemption. Doug Chin is Hawaii's attorney general. Our concern is that uh, the U.S. government's interpretation of close family relationship is a little bit too narrow. Um, in fact, they, in fact, it seems a little bit random in how they uh, came up with those um, the the categories that are excluded and the categories that are not excluded. Fiancés are now included. Grandparents and aunts and uncles are not. Morning Joe host Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski are responding to President Trump's tweet calling Mika low IQ and Joe psycho. They say Trump lied when he said that during a visit to Mar-a-Lago, Mika was bleeding badly from a facelift. In a Washington Post column, they also say Trump has an unhealthy obsession with their program. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. 